welcome to Dental Brain Crops. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and this is actually really exciting for me. I've got Dr. Amanda Wilson with me today, who um, I was connected with back in 2015 when I partnered in my very first practice. And so, Amanda, this is so exciting to meet in it person is. and be here I today. I love it. That's the best part of the dental festival. <laughs> Meeting in person, absolutely. Yes, yes. So you're an orthodontist, but it's not what you do... Uh, it is, but you don't practice in the practice right now. You're using your knowledge in a different way. And I'd love to that just hear true. a little bit of your background and how you got from practicing to what you're doing now. Sure. I'm so glad to tell this story. And I think for a lot of females or people who've actually married their spouse, who's also a dental professional or a medical professional, mm -hmm. you can kind of you know, empathize with this story. <laughs> so I'll tell you like the two minute version. Yeah, please. So I graduated from residency, University of Connecticut, 20. Oh, 2004. 2004. I had to think about that, right? I can't yeah. believe we're already 22. I know. So 18 years ago, did the normal like work in a practice thing. I had my own practice. I had a group practice mm -hmm. um, for about 10 years. And then in about 2008, 2009, you know, there was a big downturn in the economy, kind of like what we're experiencing right now. So I kind of feel like I've already been through this. I'm <laughs> like, okay. Um, it's all about pivoting whenever you're in a recession. Right. It's a great time to think about doing other things. So what happened was there was a general dentist down the street from my practice that put up a billboard saying Invisalign $29.95. And I was charging about 7000 at the time. Because okay. back then there weren't that many providers right. for Invisalign. Right. So that was like, whoa. You know, I'm like, oh, nobody's going to go to this guy, right? He's a third of what I charge, a little more than a third of what I charge. But they're not going to go to him. He probably doesn't know what he's doing. Well, guess what? They went to, they went to him. And I right. lost a lot of patients. And it was, it was a big hit on my practice. But, you know, I kind of picked up my... Picked up my ego off the floor and I went to go talk to him. And I said, hey, you know, whoa, whoa, what's going on, you know? And he said, look, doc, I'm not trying to steal your patients. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get patients for implants. Okay. And that for me was like, what? You know, huh? You're not even really interested in the ortho. He says, yeah, I'm just trying to line up teeth so I can do more implants and do more st restorative and do more veneers. I bundle the price. So I keep my price low on purpose to try to bundle it. So I'm getting $20,000 treatment plans. He goes, it's really not about the ortho for me. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to start changing my whole philosophy. I'm going to start helping general dentists because mm -hmm. I'm really good at explaining things and taking difficult things and breaking it down and explaining things. You know, I probably could have been a teacher, but it wasn't my <laughs> thing. But I love to teach about teeth. So I started befriending the general dentist. And, of course, my husband's a general dentist. So, um you know, and, and that little side hustle started to grow. And my husband at one point said, hey, you know, you're pretty good at this. It's bringing in some revenue. Why don't you just step away from the practice? And for us having a couple kids, uh, at the time they were school-age kids, I felt like I never saw my kids. Mm -hmm. Ortho is one of those practices where you are super busy on weekends. There's no way around it. You are super busy late afternoons and evenings. Right. And when you have school-age kids, you're never going to see them. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go full-time into consulting and product development, which was like a huge leap. We moved back to Hawaii, where he was from, um, to spend more time with family, to cut, cut costs. I know that sounds crazy, but we do that in Hawaii. Yeah. We help out each other, and that's pretty much how things are. Well, first of all, I have to say you are a really good teacher. If you haven't you. seen her content, it's all over the place. But YouTube, there's a fantastic YouTube channel with like literally hundreds of videos. It's actually, 6,500. 6,500, <laughs> okay. Almost every day I add a video. I mean, some of them are bad. Some of them are really, really good. But, you know, I try to constantly add content. But, you know, listeners and subscribers give me suggestions. Like, teach me about this. Yeah. You know, and for the most part, it's, it's meant for dentists to learn more about ortho in a simple way. But a lot of consumers listen to it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I loved it. And so, okay, so tell me what would you, if I'm a dentist and I want to learn more or an orthodontist and I want to just learn more about how to implement these things into my practice, where do I start? 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I really, especially during COVID, I was kind of bored because part of the model of my consulting practice is that I'm month to month. So I don't want people to be stuck in a year long contract. There's nothing like that. So I lost a lot of business during COVID, which was fine. It all came back. I was fine with that, but I was bored, right? I'm one of those people that can't sit around. Yeah. So yeah. some people were out exercising and taking up new hobbies. And I was like, I'm going to make YouTube videos. So I started making a couple YouTube videos a day and that added to the library. So actually you can learn everything you need to know from my YouTube series, which is totally free. There might be an occasional ad. Mm -hmm. Yes, it pays for my Starbucks and that's about it. You don't make that much money <laughs> off YouTube, let me tell you, unless you have bazillion subscribers. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, it's all available. Any type of ortho, it's up there from braces, straight wire, bracket placement, any type of aligners. I have no particular affiliation with any aligner company. Um, phase one interceptive airway, you name it, it's all there. So it's cool. all developed into individual playlists. Or if you want to get the playlist directly, I have them on my website at Straight Smile Solutions. Okay, so start with the start with the YouTube's. Figure out yeah. what you need to know yeah. from there. Yeah. Okay, and then um, I know you gave a really interesting presentation yesterday. People have been talking about it. So tell me about that. Oh, sure. Yeah. So the topic of the presentation it was with Action to Win, Dr. Emily's um, lecture, and the topic was how you can add a hundred thousand dollars, you know, six figures to your revenue. Um, in just six months without investing in anything. Yeah. Um, and you can, I've seen it happen. Now the disclaimer is it is easier if you do have a scanner of some sort, even better if you have an iTero. And trust me, I don't work for Align Technology, mm -hmm. never will, never have, but it is a great scanner for ortho. It just yeah. is. So if you have some type of scanner, we can make it happen. It's a little more difficult to do that without a scanner. I think it's hard to scale. Okay, so just bullet points. How do you create six figures in your practice in six months? Well, the easiest way is to scan every single patient in your practice. And I like to say, hey, you know, 20 years ago, we were barely even probing patients, and we certainly weren't doing oral cancer screenings, well, maybe just starting to about mm -hmm. my year. And now I recommend scanning every patient, or you can take photos. It's fine, too. You can take, a, like, a series of photos. And just going over what you see with the patient and what things would benefit with orthodontics, you don't want to say, hey, can I do an ortho exam? Because that's, I mean, as much as that's nice to ask for permission or consent, mm -hmm. it's not about that. It's actually about informing the patient about their occlusion and their bite and how we could improve it and perhaps how things are happening because the bite is in balance. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I really recommend the scan should only be taking a minute or two, depending on your scanner, and you can save it. It's really powerful to have scans saving that data because later you can go back, um, you know, and, and reference it. When they come back, and do this every 12 months. You know, they come in, maybe you do it opposite the perio probing, you know, in the hygiene appointment. And just make it standard in your office to have that scan done, store the image in the cloud. The cool benefit is that a lot of times, and even during COVID, when we started doing this in my husband's practice with his iTero, during COVID, when all of a sudden things shut down in Hawaii, he was able to literally send his team in. They could, they had possibly thousands of scans banked, they could call patients, even though they couldn't come in. Hey, did you want to get those retainers? Or did you want to start that Invisalign? Mm -hmm. Or even other types of restorative things that were, because the scan was already there. So they were making production just virtually. Right. It's really powerful. Right. Because, and you hit on one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, when we're moving so fast paced in our practices, what what is the time constraint of this? But if it if it just becomes part of the routine that you it take a scan. It has to become of the routine. And you're doing yeah. that, you know, you're already in the mouth, so you do the mm -hmm. oral cancer scan, screening. And um, yeah. so this doesn't have to be something that's, majorly time consuming, but um, now you're able to talk about the aligners yeah. as well. And the scripting that we use in my husband's office is he, he feels pretty confident for the most part because he's been doing ortho now for about 15 mm -hmm. years. But if he's not sure his scripting is, or even if he doesn't get a chance to see that patient, if the hygienist does a scan or the assistant does, mm -hmm. they tell them, hey, 
doctor likes us to scan every patient because he likes to study your bite. He does it outside office hours because he likes to take a little more time. We're going to give you a call back sometime either next Monday or Tuesday. Expect a phone call. Or if you'd like, you can schedule a, a virtual Zoom session or a phone okay. call with us to go over the results of your bite um, screening. Yeah. I say bite screening. You can use other terminology as well, but it's not orthodontic exam because adults are thinking ortho. I don't want ortho braces. Right. No, no, no. You know, right. and, and you'd be surprised. All you're doing is educating them on what you see. So you can say, Hey, I see abfractions on this tooth and I see attrition on this tooth. And I see some, you know, we have some perio on this tooth. It is possible that if we did orthodontics, we could balance this bite better and it could stop the progression of disease. Mm -hmm. That is our goal. We want you to keep your teeth for a lifetime. That's all we say. If, you, if you're interested in hearing more about ortho, we can either refer you out to an orthodontist or we do do some services in-house. Mm -hmm. That's all they leave it at, you know? And a lot of times patients are like, oh, I'm not interested right now, but you'd be surprised how many say yes. And then often when you repeat, 12 months later, show them how the progression of disease has gotten worse. All of a sudden they wake up and they're like, wow, an implant is way more expensive right. than me just getting some easy ortho right now and mm -hmm. just balancing things a little bit more. Right. And so two things. One, if you don't ask, they can't say yes. Don't ask, don't get. And <laughs> secondly, um, an immediate no is not a permanent no. No. Yeah, so. exactly. And don't be salesy. That's the main thing. We're never salesy in ortho. Right. We just talk about, I mean, ortho is a little different for an orthodontist office. Most people come in because they're expecting to get ortho, yeah. but it's different in a GP office. They're not, you don't want to push too hard. If you're pushing too hard, that's probably your mistake. Mm -hmm. All good things. Hey, tell me about your book. I'm sure. so excited about this. That was another COVID project. <laughs> so, um, a lot of us wrote books. So it was just a series of blogs that I pieced together just to make really easy reading on how you can just implement different types of ortho into your practice. Super simple, easy mm -hmm. reading, easy breezy. Um, you know, it's, it's affordable. You can get it um, on Amazon for just, I think, $9 if you want to do Kindle or something like that. But um, I think it's a, it's a great read. It's a great way to get started just to get you motivated as what's possible in a practice. What would be a good first step if you have a general practice and you think that you want to implement some ortho, but you're not sure, you don't want to dive all the way in, what would be something that's not um, super expensive or, um, you know, time consuming to figure out? Personally, I love interceptive phase one, and that's probably the one the least that dentists do. Okay. And, a lot of, and even a lot of orthodontists don't do phase one treatment, which is early treatment. Mm -hmm. it, I love working on five to eight year olds. They're just so easy. They're so fun. You can do all removable appliances. And if you do all removable appliances, your team can do everything. All you're doing is the treatment plan. So, <laughs> you know, and you know, you're doing the diagnosis and treatment plan, but in terms of the actual execution, it can be done by your team. So you can, all you have to do is find that one team member who loves working with kids, school age mm -hmm. kids. And there's always somebody who's very good with kids. That's your person. And then this can be an additional revenue builder for them. Perhaps they're getting a small percentage of the production, mm -hmm. or if you hit certain thresholds, they're getting, you know, bonuses because they're owning the program mm -hmm. and I've never seen a case in, in an office where someone doesn't want to take that up you know mm -hmm. and it's easy expanders are super easy don't be afraid of them growth modification is really easy um you can put glitter and go in the dark <laughs> and uh, I've never had a kid I mean it's really about the parents if you mm -hmm. like if the parents are easy to partner with then the kid will be fine you yeah. know they're always like yes and I think I told this story yesterday real quick I don't know how much time you have but You're good. when I was eight this is my personal story. I made my own retainer in third grade out of now and laters and paper clips. And I wore it to <laughs> school. And one of my teachers told my mom at the conference, like, oh, wow, you know, she's so good wearing her retainer. And I was like, she doesn't have a retainer. And that was really my, my so I'm going to be an orthodontist now story. <laughs> now that I think about it, um, it was it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm, you know, I made yeah. a pretty functional retainer out of paper clips and now and laters. But kids want 
little kids want this. Now, teenagers, they don't want this stuff. Uh-huh. You know, they really, really don't. I have two teens now, um, 13 and 16, and the last thing they'd want is ortho. So better to get the hard stuff done when they're little and get it over with. Yeah, I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Okay, so you mentioned your kids, and so I just want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, when you talk about um, being able to increase the revenue in your practice and you talk about also having families, um, it's really important that we figure out what it is that we really want to do in our professional lives because we have so many options. And um, and so, you know, when you can create a little bit more predictability on the financial aspect, you can then feel a little bit more free to interact and do the things in your personal life that you want yeah. to. Tell me a little bit about your experience and what you're doing now. I can even tell you even more about what my husband's done since he's a general dentist. So he picked up ortho, sleep, and implants because he was actually the oldest student in our dental school, and I was one of the youngest. Uh-huh. So um, he was like, I can't do this until I'm in my 60s. Mm-hmm. I can't do this in my 70s. I don't want to do crowns. I don't want to do preps. Mm-hmm. I'm over this. You know, all I want to do is stuff that has high high revenue, easy, (laughs) you know, that my assistants can do most of the busy work and I'm just the brains. He goes, Mm -hmm. I'm jealous of what you do, you know? And so I said, no reason you can't do it. Mm -hmm. So he started doing that. Now he has can buy another practice. His um, associates do all the bread and butter and he does especially work. He's basically only working two days a week, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's bad for me because he's always home and I can't get anything done, but it's good, you know, it's good because I mean, he is always home and he's a big part of the kids' lives Mm -hmm. and he's bringing in decent revenue and he's really happy and his whole he was one of those dentists that was like I did I make a mistake going into dentistry for a while he was thinking a lot of people say that did I make a mistake I can't wait till I'm done and now he has a whole different opinion he loves it because he loves the dentistry that he does it's the stuff he likes and I hear that so often did I make the wrong choice am I in the right industry should I just go be a pharmacist should I just go teach at a dental school I mean all kinds of questions Mm -hmm. but what it really comes down to and it sounds like you guys have both hit on it really hard is figuring out what is it that I want? And aligning that health, happiness, and success and re- realizing that all three of those have to be in place. And so Absolutely. if you're not you know, mentally and emotionally healthy, then these other things are going to fall. Yeah, and yeah. if you're not happy in your career, um, you're not going to be successful. No matter what your bank account looks like, it's not going to be the type of success mm-hmm. that you dreamed of. That's true. So very, that's very fantastic. True. And Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this. Sure. And if um, if people want to reach out to you, um, Straight Smile Solutions, how yeah. would they? Just go to the website and there's a button on the contact me where you can schedule a complimentary consultation. Okay. It just says free call. So click mm-hmm. on that. It's 20 minutes. We can talk about anything we want. We're not going to be specifically looking at cases because mm-hmm. that there's some <laughs> liability issues with that that we yeah. have to sort out with some paperwork first before we do that. But we can talk about ortho, talk about your sure. concerns. I talk about all kinds of things when people call me. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what it's available for. Any dentist is welcome to schedule or even dental industry professional. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Nice to see you. Have a good day, guys. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools, as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.